Welcome to that 80s show. Sometimes the world looks perfect, nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. Dory, do you recognize the 80s show that theme song comes from? I'm sure we've done this one before. Well, it doesn't matter, Dory, because I, I, we have done it before. But how much attention were you playing? Strangers. Oh, perfect. Is it perfect strangers? Perfect answer, Dory. I don't know what it is. I've been <laughs> in such a perfect stranger mood this week. Um, okay. I have. And uh, what is it? What I don't know why I have a perfect strangers feel. I just like got to find it, got to watch it. Balki Bartakamus, Cousin Larry, Apraton. Have you been doing the dance of joy? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe I've just been ridiculous. Um, <laughs> what country what uh, island he was from he's from Mipos hey that's where Balki Botokomus was from cousin from Mipos he was a sh- shepherd or sheep herder sheep farm sheep herder sheep yeah. farmer yeah something with sheep I think what got me thinking about it oh you know what it was I saw a clip of Bronson Pinchot uh, from mm. Beverly Hills Cop he plays, remember he plays that okay. character, Serge. Do you remember that? No. Oh, no. So he, he pops up in Beverly Hills Cop, I think in both one and two. And uh, he plays a, uh, a really over-the-top character called Serge who runs a, um art gallery, works in an art gallery. And now Axel oh, Foley. Okay, yes. yes. It's coming back to yes. me. It's coming back to when, me. When, 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 but now, isn't Serge Italian? He's also ambiguously European. Mediterranean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of Mediterranean descent. Yes. Yes. He's ambiguously there. And because uh, mm. <laughs> Axel Foley says to him, get the fuck out of here. He's like, no, I will not. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch Beverly Hills Cop again. Do you know that I have not watched it since the 80s? You, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that is insane. You know they've they they're rebooting it. Oh no! So it's coming to Netflix. They've been shooting. It's coming out pretty soon. And yeah, I mean, listen, Eddie Murphy's kept himself in good shape, but he's not in like eighties Eddie Murphy shape. Like, oh, so I, it's still Eddie Murphy at least. Yeah, yeah, it's still Eddie Murphy. It's still Eddie Murphy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listen, I get uh, I get very bad uh, coming to America reboot. Oh my god, that, that was so bad. Did you watch it? Yes, dude. We spoke about it on the show. It was horrible. No, it wasn't really good. The only <laughs> funny part of it actually was when they went mm. back to the eighties and they kinda like uh tell the scene where um the, yeah. the prince was conceived. Um that was funny. Yeah, but yeah. otherwise what a mess. Yeah, it was movie. it was weak. It was mm, mm, it was you know, mm, I don't know. Like if they made Coming to America now, would it even still be funny? Because it would just be like cancelled. Sorry, nope, no, can't do it. Well, well, well that, that's the thing because I mean they obviously try to make it like for now and whatever yeah. it stank. But exactly, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because I was reading an, uh, some article that were an interview with Mindy Carling, and she said they could never make The Office now. Never. I, I, I know. I read that the other day. I was like, but The Office was like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fast the cancel culture has moved. (laughs) 
<laughs> you oh can't do something yesterday. You can do. You can't do something today that you could do yesterday. So, Dory, it's quite funny. Wow. Yes. It's quite funny because mm. it's almost as if we, like, are going to segue perfectly into our first story, um, where mm. we've not. I doubt you've even read the first story because I certainly haven't. I just put it here mm. <laughs> about the Fatal Attraction <laughs> reboot. Right. Oh Lord, I have not. I have not heard of that. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. So, so in the eighties, late eighties, especially around eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, a lot of saucy movies came out. There was Fatal Attraction. Mm. Nine and a Half Weeks was around there. Uh, it, it was just kind of like a lot of those kind of femme fatale, violent sex movies came right, and then they started mm. popping mm. up in South Africa on like early nineties on Mnet, right? So, so that's that was just happening. And one of them was obviously okay. Fatal Attraction, Glenn Close and Michael Douglas. Am I right? Yes, was Michael Douglas. Yes. The bunny boiler. Mm-hmm. That's the bunny. The bunny boiler. That's where the expression comes from. People still use the expression, but I, I bet you most of them don't even know where the expression comes from. I know. I know. So they Very are Very traumatic scene, hey? It was, oh. though. It was. Made me not eat rabbit mm. for about two weeks. So, delicacy. Oh, dude, no. It, it, rabbit is a delicacy in uh, for Portuguese. I, I don't eat it. It's, I've tried it. It's gross. But um, I've tried it because I am adventurous, but I just like the... You know, there's certain things that like no matter what, there's no ways I'm going to eat them just psychologically. Yeah. There's no ways. Yeah. I can't eat duck either. Yeah. I, because I just imagine, because ducks poop, and I imagine like, just, like how much that duck must have pooped before it's served to you. Everything poops. But Everything duck, poops. Ducks poop Rabbits a lot. poop. Ducks poop on themselves. Like I've seen ducks with poop on their feet. Ducks, ducks poop on themselves. <laughs> what, what are they supposed to wipe with? Oh yeah, right. So then, where did the fr- <laughs> why did why then if ducks are so gross, is their toilet duck? <laughs> I've always wondered. Can, that. can we get back to the movie? I'm not, ducks are I'm gross. This conversation. <laughs> so, anyway, they rebooted yes, Fatal anyway. Attraction as a TV show, right on Paramount Plus. Okay. And um, okay. Lizzie Kaplan, she's like. She's kind of one of those people when you see her, you know who she is, but you couldn't name her. She's like, oh, I love her. Okay, I cool. I love her. Right. Really she, she is yeah. very cool. So she yeah. noted how the upcoming project will also be honoring one of the original conclusions to the journey that star Glenn Close preferred, allowing the series to embrace the source material in those ways and stay tuned for details. So she says, the original movie is great. It's scary, but I'm asked you to make big questions. And there were two different endings. The one that Glenn Close preferred and then the other one, which Reed was the 80s male-centric version, right? So Glenn Close wanted to protect her character to kind of paint that this woman was in a very fragile state because that's kind of one of the holdovers of Fatal Attraction. It was, she wasn't a well woman and it was never addressed. It was just, oh, she's nuts. Like, she's crazy. Like, don't even try to help her. Okay, she's just nuts. Yeah. And, and that was the yeah. narrative that was, so people have gone, oh, but that's uncomfortable because she very clearly wasn't well. And she needed help, right? Which kind of like if you... And you shouldn't judge people with mental health problems now. You just don't. Exactly. So that was when you're saying uh, would coming to America get cancelled. I mean, 
fatal attraction wouldn't make it pass because I go, well, this woman's got mental health issues. I mean, you can't play it for laughs or you can't play it for thrills, you know. Um, and I'm sure there even won't be a bunny boiling scene, I'm sure, even with the no animals were harmed during the production disclaimer. No, because, but so how do you then go take a movie that was built around somebody who's mentally unstable, reboot it, yeah. and she's not mentally unstable? I, I don't, or, or now you address that? Is that going to be, because now it's obviously coming from going to be, uh, uh, it doesn't say if it's the same characters, the way they're talking about it, it probably is. So are they going to retell the story, but from her side? Oh, maybe that's what they're doing. That'd be I mean, I'll watch it for Lizzie because I love her. You, you know, I've spoken about the, the series Inside Job on the show before. It's that animated oh, yes, series yes, on Netflix. Yes, yes, yes. She, she voices-, voices the main character. Yeah. I just also such a great show, by the way. The se- season two is there now. Just such a great show. I, I spoke about the 80s episode where they went mm-hmm. to that town that was stuck in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So I will watch it for her. Literally, I will give it a chance. I'll give it a chance for her. So and then we'll see. Playing the, what is the what is the thing? Like, what is the whole deal? So playing the Michael Douglas character is going to be Joshua Jackson. Isn't that Pacey from Dawson's Creek? As far as I know, the first trailer well, I mean, from Moon Knight is here, and we know who Ethan oh, Hawke is playing. Who? Oh wow! Whoa. Who's Ethan Hawke playing? <laughs> <laughs> it's- I clicked on the link. I clicked on the link of the Central oh. Attraction article, and something started playing. Okay, I'm gonna just close that now. No, I think Sorry. it. I think it was me. I hate we're, it when that happens. We're on. We're on comicbook.com, and we're looking at the. Um, yes. <laughs> we're looking and at something started playing. And I just wanted to see if <laughs> if I was right about Joshua Jackson, um, but now I'm interested to know who Ethan Hawke was playing. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, on Ethan Hawke, right? So, uh, <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy. There is a Christmas special on uh, Disney Plus with uh, Drax and, uh, oh, why can't I remember her name now? Uh, the the character who looks like a little bug, her, okay? And now they want to give Star-Lord uh, his perfect Christmas. And so in the story, Star-Lord, Christopher Pratt's character, basically gets kidnapped from uh, Earth, like late 70s, early 80s. So all his references are, actually in the 80s. So all his references are 80s. He's been the space wanderer, um, but he only knows 80s stuff. So they always have these little 80s tropes in there. A few weeks ago, I started playing the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, like super 80s, because you spend the first little part as him as a kid in the 80s. So there's like a lot of little 80s Easter eggs. So he is now Christmas got ruined and they want to give him the perfect Christmas and his favorite movie is Footloose. So they come to Earth to kidnap Kevin Bacon to take him, <laughs> <laughs> give him as a gift, right? So they they arrive on Earth, uh, find Kevin Bacon and take him up. And um, the, oh, Mantis, Mantis, right? She's got uh, powers of suggestion so she can hypnotize you basically. And she hypnotizes Kevin Bacon to not be afraid and totally buy into the whole thing. And they give him as a gift. He is so much fun. <laughs> like, he's outrageous. Is it, is it really him? No, it's is really, it really him. him. It's like, really him. Okay. Uh, and he's trying yeah. to explain to them what a movie is, that he's not really, he wasn't really yeah. in this town and there wasn't really a mayor. And <laughs> so, so that's worth so a watch. So I've never watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right. So okay. I have no idea what you were talking about until you said the words Kevin Bacon. 
no clue, but I love the idea. So now I'm going to watch it. No, it's it's really funny. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel, and there's a character, Star-Lord, played by Christopher Pratt, and he's half human, half okay. god, uh, half a god, and he gets um, brought up from Earth. Um, he gets abducted, but he gets taken in the okay. 80s. So he's got a cassette tape, a little Walkman with a whole bunch of like late 70s, early 80s rock songs. And like I say, yeah. all his references, like throughout all the movies, he makes these crazy 80s references. And in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, he actually kind of saves the day by fight dancing. Uh, so that's all of course. tied into As it. As one does. But Kevin Bacon is great, great fun in that. So give give that a watch if you can. Um, at this Christmas time. You've got to hand it to Kevin Bacon. He has made fun of himself his entire career. <laughs> what do you think of the story that goes around that when he goes to a wedding, he pays the band and the DJ not to play Footloose. <laughs> I totally believe it. It keeps popping up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd, I'd, I don't know. I'd run a kitty knowing that and Kevin Bacon's coming to the wedding. I would run a mm -hmm. collection to pay double for the band to play Footloose. But then he'll just walk out the room maybe. I mean, what'll uh, happen? But plus side... You're now one degree of Kevin Bacon, because now you've been at the same wedding as Kevin Bacon, and he's upset. Do you know that I'm two degrees of Kevin Bacon? Oh, how did you get two? Because we we had three. How did you get two? No, I'm sure I'm two. I, I need to I need to recheck it. But I've met I've met a fair amount of relatively famous people in my time in the media, and I think I worked out that I'm two degrees. Didn't Barrett say who I've met? Didn't Barrett say that we could be two degrees now because of somebody we interviewed as well recently? I don't know. I don't count. I count meeting in real yeah. life, like literally in the flesh. And I mean, we, we, we have met a fair amount of people. Well, so if, if I need to check it, if I will investigate. If you're two, back. if you're two, I'm three then. Yeah. Well, if nothing else. Nothing else. So Chesney Hawks. That we would have met the same person. By the way, Chesney Hawks is, uh, is you know, he floated around last week, performed at halftime of the England game. They bring him out again to perform tonight mm -hmm. uh, at the World Cup uh, semi-final. He's going to be performing at halftime. He's being paid by a Saud or Qatari prince who said something very weird, like, I would love him to come join me and ride my camel. <laughs> Tell you, I've got to find those quotes. I've got oh to find those quotes. Um, I have not been following the World Cup. Who is in the semifinals? We're not at the semifinals yet. Oh, who's in the quarterfinals? So, I, I literally have not been following it. So Portugal is in the quarterfinals, and don't worry about anyone else. That's that's what you need to worry about. Is that what matters? That's what matters. Okay. Yeah. Is England still in? England's still in, and uh, we re we okay. do the show on a Friday, and they're playing tonight. And um, he will, uh, we'll see what happens with him. They're playing France, so it's going to be tough. Okay. Yes. I, mean, I personally don't care, but yeah. we have a mutual friend who is very, very much for England winning. Yes. So I just want to, like, you know, Shame. I'll keep an eye then. I will think about him tomorrow morning because he's <laughs> going to be in his fields. We'll be very sad. So, yes, yes. The <laughs> Are they going to get beaten? Okay. They're going to get beaten, right? Here's the Chesney Hawks <laughs> update. Lucky mascot Chesney yes. Hawks aims to give World Cup rivals France the hump by belting out the one and only on a camel. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> I'm going to stick my neck out wow. and say that England are going to win. <laughs> he will be performing at halftime on uh, the back of a camel. Unfortunately, that will not be broadcast, but that is worth paying for. 
It better be photos on like social media of that. Come on. We got to follow. Come on. Barrett's his WhatsApp friend. He will. Um, yes. Yes. We should ask Barrett to WhatsApp him and tell him to do like a little, you know. Do something for, video us. for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, yes. Chesney Hawks is a photo of him on a camel with his guitar. This is high quality content. This is going up on our Facebook page. <laughs> Daddy show is a. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get into our movie recommendations of the week. So, Paolo, this week, I was, remember, you know, I'm planning to do this horror of my childhood thing, but that is going to be postponed by a week because we have lost someone very important from the 80s and I felt like it needed to be reflected in the show. Uh, good on you. Kirsty Ellie died this week. Good on you, Dory. That's that's some good pivoting, yeah. pivoting they call it yeah. in the biz. Exactly, exactly. So now, Kirsty Alley died this week, and while she, in her later years, became somewhat of a problem, <laughs> I loved her in the 80s. <laughs> we all did. That is how I shall remember her. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> Why did she become a problem in the 80s? What did she do? I mean, oh, dude, did you not see? Because I, I mean, when I when I heard that she died, I of course the first thing you do is go onto Twitter. Well, first thing I do is go onto Twitter when I hear someone famous has died, and wow, so much hate, so much hate because she was a humongous Trump supporter, okay. humongous, and she was like a little bit cuckoo in her later years about the American political thing, like. People called her racist, and I don't know if she was. Eh, she she was also remember a Scientologist. Remember, okay. mm. you know. Okay. So uh, anyway, right. th there was right. very mixed responses on the social media to her death. Let's put it that way. And I'm like, I don't care. I freaking loved her. I have already spoken about Summer School, which is one of her greatest films from the '80s. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to definitely do a Kirstie Alley movie this week. And I was like, oh, I could do, you know, there's a bunch that I've seen. And I've spoken about North and South, the where I first discovered yes, her, which was yes. that TV series. And then I was like, what else did she do in the 80s? And I went online and I was like, okay, yeah. And then, of course, everybody knows her from Cheers as well. She was in Cheers. And then I found a, a movie that I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. And I... Went into the rabbit hole, and that is very apt that I say that, because this movie is called A Bunny's Tale. Uh, and okay. <laughs> yes. So you immediately think, oh, it's a children's movie. It is not a children's movie. But it is a very interesting movie. The entire movie is on YouTube with very bad sound. I watched it. It's fascinating because uh, it's actually based on a true story. I've just seen the poster. I know what bunny it's about. All right. <laughs> okay. Exactly. It's based on a true story. Now, I had vaguely heard this. I mean, I'm not like really into like feminism and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I don't know if you know who Gloria Steinem is. I know the name. She's yeah. a very famous. Yeah, she's like a famous journalist. She, she, she basically is like one of the figureheads of the feminist movement. And what's fascinating about this is that one of the things that got her on that path was the story that is told in this movie, where as a journalist, she was told to go undercover as a Playboy bunny at the Playboy Club. Okay. And it was supposed to be for a fun story. She was writing for some 
entertainment newspaper or magazine, I can't remember what it was, it was 1963. And she was a struggling journalist. She already had like those like embers of feminism kind of burning in her. But the, the editor was like, go undercover as a bunny and, and write us a funny, this will be funny, write us a funny story. So she's like, okay, fine, because she needs the work. And in the process of doing this, she ends up writing a very serious, quite feminist article about how women were treated as Playboy bunnies at the Playboy Club. Um, I think it was New York. And it was a very interesting movie, I have to say, like not brilliant by any means. But first of all, she looked gorgeous. I mean, and there's lots of um, <laughs> there's lots of, uh, let's say, sexy girls in sexy bunny outfits, if you know what I mean. It's also stars, and see if you know, the, if I say the name, tell me where they're from. It also stars Joanna Kearns. Um, Do we know who Joanna Kearns is? Let me see if I can see a picture of her, maybe. <laughs> um, I've seen her. If you her. see her, you'll know exactly yes, who she yes. is. I know. So she was the mom in Growing Pains. Yes, yes, that's it. Okay. Yes. So Joanna Kearns is in the movie, as well as Delta Burke. I'm sure you don't need a picture of Delta Burke. She's from Designing Woman. Yes, she of Designing Woman. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um, and then a bunch of other people. You know, unimportant. <laughs> so yeah. So basically, it's her story of being a bunny. And the the, the the thing about it was, she wrote this really amazing. I've actually got the article. I've started reading it. It's very long. So I haven't finished, but she writes it. She writes very well. She writes this very amazing article about exposing, like, you know, what goes on and how these girls are treated. And they all yeah. have, you know, like their personal struggles and their own reasons for why they were doing this job as well. Like people will maybe just assume, oh, you're just like this, you know, dumb ditzy woman and you're like one step away from a stripper. But no, I mean, a lot of them had like really, you know, hard lives and they were doing it for a reason. And the problem was that after this article came out, she basically wasn't taken seriously as a journalist for many, many years because they were like, oh, you were a bunny. <laughs> what do you know? Kind of. <laughs> right, okay. So she had to really fight. And that's probably why she did become yeah. the feminist figurehead that she did become in the long run. So, yeah, I mean, good film. Really? Like I say on YouTube. Yeah. And just, and just something that I hadn't seen Kirstie Allian from 1985, by the way. So it was cool. But like the other movie that I was going to do, and I probably might do at some point in the future. Do you remember there's a movie called The Prince of Ballet? Not The Fresh Prince, yeah, yeah. just The Prince of Ballet. Yes, yes. That was the movie I actually wanted to do, but I need to watch it again. Okay. Where wow. it's her and Mark Harmon. Yes. And that's a great film as well. Yeah. Gee, wow, darling. So yeah, just remembering Kirsty Alley. I, I loved you, Kirsty, until you became crazy, but it's okay. Hey, it it happens. It happens to everyone. Uh, she's just looking at the movie post of Prince of Ballet, and I do remember. So I'm going to look forward to that one. Um, of course, Kirsty Alley also yeah. having been in Look Who's Talking, Cheers. Uh, she did that uh, show, Kirsty. I think we kind of played a version of herself, uh, something like that. And of course, Kirstie? she had a Kirsty. Yeah, I don't she remember that. Yeah, it was early to like early. What was the decade just before the 2020s? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, where she was. No, wasn't that fat actress though? No, there was. They, they, fat actress? No, they're different. So they were both terrible. Okay. They're both terrible. <laughs> um, but I think in Kirsty, did she play a version of herself? Yes, she played a. 
Yes, kind of like semi-autobiographical in both of them. Okay. Yeah. I, I Disclaimer, I really only love her in the 80s. Like, basically from Look Who's Talking onwards, yeah. Like, I didn't like Veronica's closet. Like, eh, basically from there on it was like, hmm. so, so you, Although I think Cheers went into the 90s. So, so Cheers, she was good. She was so really you good. liked her in Look Who's, the first Look Who's Talking? I mean, it was okay. Because that was the, the first one. It was the, okay. That was the yeah, 80s. yeah, it was okay, the first one. Okay. Then it was like, okay, too much. But do you remember, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember Cheers with Kirstie Alley. Yeah. And there was a scene, and it actually popped up um, on the day that she died. People were post, the, the, you know, her fans were posting certain things on on social media, and someone posted a clip from Cheers where she hides a cigarette in her mouth. I don't know if you've seen that clip. No, no. Okay, so she she has a bet with Sam Malone, played by Ten Dance, and she has a bet that he wants to sleep with her. Of course, if you remember the storyline, yeah, yeah, all he wants yeah. to do is sleep with her, and she's like trying to just fob him off half the time, and then. She's a smoker and he's like, I tell you what, if you quit smoking, I'll leave you alone. But if you can't quit smoking, then you sleep with me. So they took this bet. And of oh. course she couldn't quit, quit smoking. Oh so boy, the 80s. The She's got a cigarette. By the way, Dory. Only. Oh, I mean, uh, oh boy, the 80s. <laughs> Okay, yeah, sorry. Exactly. Talking about being cancelled and all the things that are unacceptable Jeez. these days. This was what was happened happened on the show. And she's smoking in the office and he walks in and she in a very, very like a split second, she literally flips the cigarette inside her mouth. Yes, okay. And then he's like, Oh, I thought I thought I thought she was smoking. And she just like smiles and shakes her head and then he walks out and she flips the cigarette out. And you're like, wow, is that like, how did they do that? And then I actually read a thing where she said, no, it was a trick that she was taught when she was like eight years old. Her dad taught her how to do it. I'm like, oh my God, like how, how, oh, I'm sorry. Like how heck are this was the family that he was teaching her how to smoke at eight years old. But anyway, okay, we'll just, we'll let that go. But, it was, it was a different time. I mean, cool. this, this would have been yeah. like what, like sixties that she could have been eight, right? I mean, she... It's, no, I mean, even 50s possibly because she was 71. Yeah. So she was born in 1951. Yeah. So it was 50, literally 1960. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it was different times. <laughs> I will find that clip. I will find that clip and put it on our Facebook page because it's funny. It's really funny. So the plus side of this is not only do I know that there's a movie about Playboy Bunnies, um, which is probably like, if you're going to go ogle this, anyone in this movie, you're missing the point of this movie. <laughs> you kind of like take the message. Um, but, uh, it has reminded me of a movie I've been wanting to rewatch for ages and I never did. Mm -hmm. And I am watching that and reporting back next week. So thank you for that, Dory. It is also Kirstie Alley. Okay. Kirstie Alley inspired. Also. Mm. Mm, I'd, I've had okay. this for years, so watch the space. So that's uh, Dory's movie, A Bunny's Tale, not a Watership yeah. Down, not Watership Down. Watership Down, the saddest movie. I mean, do you remember watching Watership Down as a kid? I do think it came out in the 80s. Do you remember the, the animated movie of it? Because Watership Down is obviously I actually don't think I watched it as a kid, but I did no. watch it when I was older, if even you, though I knew. If you, I was like, oh, let me do it anyway. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> Boy, boy, do I regret that decision. If you watched Watership Down as a kid, you know you watched Watership Down as a kid. I mean, mm -hmm. because there was a Glenn Close would have been, oh boy, that's a lot of dead bunnies. <laughs> Hold my beer. 
<laughs> There's a definite theme to today's show. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So my movie this week on kind of reflection, you're going to say you've done this movie before. I was like, no, I've done. Okay. There were a lot of movies like this starring the same people and very similar-ish, but I haven't done this particular one, even though they could live in the same universe. Um, it's kind of the time of year where we're going to start spending time with people we like, but possibly also people we don't like. You know, family gatherings, there's going to be a person there that you go, ooh, and even worse, some people may be going down on holiday and sharing, you know, a holiday home with a couple of people. And there's a reason you don't see each other for the rest of the year, right? Like, we all got yeah. somebody. Everyone's got somebody like that. We're like, oh, God, I just, let's just mm -hmm. make sure we do different things. We're not going to fight. We're not going to clash. We just would prefer to just not be around each other. So my movie plays on that premise. And uh, it stars uh, John Candy who every year goes up to his lake house with his family and he loves it. He goes hunting, outdoorsmen, his two sons are teenagers, they're gonna go do teenage things in the lake town and him and his wife are gonna have some naughty time in between his hunting. And suddenly his douchebag brother-in-law shows up, his wife's sister's husband, played by Dan Aykroyd. Okay, shows up with his family, his wife, Annette Benning, the two wives and the sisters. So it's Dan Aykroyd okay. and John Candy now, our two brother-in-laws, very opposite because John Candy's quite a down-to-earth dude, loves the outdoors, whereas Dan Aykroyd is a Wall Street douchebag, drives a Mercedes-Benz and walks around with the state of the 80s cell phone, right? He's just that guy. The movie's, yes. the, the, movie's the great outdoors. Okay. I think it's been mentioned on the show in another context. It would have but been. But not done as a movie. It would have been because it's a John Hughes movie. He didn't direct it. He wrote it and ah, produced it. That's, that was it. Yes. That was it. That was and it. it's linked to she's having a baby. Okay. Right. Yes. That was exactly the discussion. Yes. Because one, of the, one okay. of the sons uh, in this movie is in. So one of the sons, his name's uh, uh, Buck. He shows up in yeah. She's Having a Baby. I don't know who he plays in She's Having a Baby, um, but he plays up in, he shows up in that. So the, the, but as the same character, there's also a speculation, but the timing doesn't work, that this Buck is actually Uncle Buck in another universe. They're trying to do some weird shit there. Probably yes. not even the thing, right? Right. <laughs> okay, so right. The Great Outdoors, it's a great movie for this time of year because we can all relate to it. We've all got, even if it's not you and another person, we've all got people in our family that we just go, oh, we've got to keep them separate. We've got to keep them away from each mm -hmm. other, you know? And you kind of like a lot of your mental effort and your mental energy is spent keeping them on opposite sides of the fence. Um, so you can relate with that. And by and large, they try to play ball. The best part about these movies and why I think they're so memorable is because obviously they start a lot of Saturday Night Live alum. So the movies were just a lot of set plays of little skits. It's a lot of little skits yeah. 
ends in a joke and they actually never go back to it. It just kind of gets resolved in a series of skits. There's one where uh, John Candy's character tries to eat a three kilogram steak. Uh, there's another one with a water ski, but it all resolves itself in there's a story that John Candy tells around the campfire of how when he was younger, he got attacked by a bear in the woods and he fired okay. a shot to scare the bear, but the bullet um, sculpted the bear and basically took off all the hair on his head. So there's the legend okay. of the bald bear in the forest. The bear wasn't hurt, just got no hair on the top of his head, right? It's a she, it's a, it's a she. Right. right. Just got no, just got okay. no hair. The bear's name is Jody. We find out <laughs> later. Okay. So the whole movie resolves I definitely itself. haven't watched this movie, by the okay. way. I definitely haven't watched it. So the whole movie yeah. resolves itself in I'm, – I'm, this is all spoiler alerts because we just assume people have watched these uh, watched these films. So uh, Dan Aykroyd's two kids, they redhead twin girls that John Candy's petrified of because he's convinced that they're poltergeist and they're possessed and the heads are going to turn around. They go missing, and now it's this whole set piece to now rescue them. During this, the bear now finds John Candy and he's like – I'm going to get you. You scalped me. You took a shot at me years ago. I'm coming for revenge and attacks him. And there's a whole funny fight scene in the end with the bear. But now to scare the bear off again, they fire a shot and the shot now grazes the bear's backside. <laughs> okay. And the bear runs away. Oh, God. So now happy families, everyone resolves the whole story. Dan Aykroyd was there trying to get money out of John Candy. He had made bad investments, whole thing. Right. And, it's often thought that Marvel go, oh, Marvel invented the post-credit scene, but it was actually John Hughes had post-credits and mid-credits in all his films. That was like one of his things. And in this movie is a post-credit scene with a group of raccoons that we keep seeing in the movie. This is why, now this is not kid me loving this. I just know it's animals, talking animals this is so funny. And this end scene just, I, I probably, when I saw this as a kid, needed to lie down for about four days because like, I cannot understand how something can be that funny. It's like, it's, it's unreal. So the raccoons are now talking to each other, okay, in their raccoon language. And they're like, yeah, those guys are gone. Jeez, they caused some chaos, whatever. Have you heard what happened to Jody? So Jody's now the bear. So yeah, Jody's been sitting in the lake for two days. I just got to tell you, Jody's now bald on both ends. <laughs> Done. Done. I could not deal with it as a kid. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine how funny that is to me as a kid, talking raccoons and bald-ass bears? You must have loved it. <laughs> I still love it. I'm did you sure. watch it as a kid, though? I did watch it as a kid. Okay. I did. So, I've never seen it. I, it's probably not my kind of movie, to be honest. Oh, what are you even kidding? I love. I love the, you know, Dan and John. And, eh, you know. Dory. <laughs> I don't know. You like hmm. Dan Aykroyd. You like... John Candy. I do. You love John Hughes movies. It's it's <laughs> just fun. It's just it's nonsensical. It's one you don't have to follow the movie because like I said it's just a bunch of skits. I'll tell you what. Yes. I'll tell you what. Yes. So this movie you can rent it. It's it's a, on a couple of streaming services. There are a ton of clips on YouTube. Maybe watch some of the funny clips and then you'll go oh, that's actually I want to watch the whole movie or you go ah I'm done. That's cool. That's cool. They are funny. They are, they're, they're all funny because you're not talking Dan Aykroyd and John Candy oh. in their 80s prime, right? Sorry, you you disappeared there. Sorry, I literally didn't hear you. Okay, I'm, you back. I'm just going to go straight from this. <laughs> um, okay, so that's our movies, A Bunny's Tale, The Great Outdoors. 
which has raccoons and bears. So all animal related. Going back to our ducks. So such an animal friendly, like friendly and unfriendly show this week. Indeed, actually. indeed, because all the animals <laughs> end in a bad way. We killed bunnies and water shipped down. It's a mess. <laughs> We've got bear backsided and bear headed bear. I know it's a mess. <laughs> Too many bears in that sentence. It's a mess. <laughs> um, it's a mess. We're gonna head off to some movie houses now. Not movie houses where you go watch movies, but. Mm-hmm. houses from movies what i haven't found in these two stories that are linked if it's the same owner so the first story that pops up uh currently like in this week uh is that somebody has bought the house from the goonies okay so okay. uh right so i don't know if they shot in the house but definitely was the external shots of the house and uh it went for sale and it was bought and it was in a little bit of disrepair but who the guy who bought it is going to say, well, obviously, look, it's a part of movie history. I'm going to renovate it. I'm going to turn it into a bit of a shrine to the Goonies and I'm going to put on Airbnb so you can come stay, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the house, right? Right. But it linked me to another story of earlier this year, somebody bought the house from Short Circuit. Now, I don't remember a house. It wasn't like, it wasn't a movie set in it. There must have been a house, right, in Short Circuit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, here's the thing. the Both houses are close to each other in Astoria, Wisconsin, because both of them have a bridge. There's a famous bridge there as the backdrop of the house, right? So okay. the guy who bought the short circuit house has done just this thing. He's got a whole bunch of movie memorabilia. He's got little Johnny Fives around. He's got um, like screens and stills and shots of the movie in the house and you can go stay at the house as an Airbnb. But what I cannot find is, is this the same guy who bought the Goonies house? Because they're right next, I mean, they're they're in the same area. What's the chances? Hmm. What are the chances of a Goonies? I mean, it's a possibility, but not a probability because this is a thing now that people do. So it doesn't have to be the same person. Yeah. You know, you know, do you want to go to either of these houses? It's weird though because I love short circuit. I'm not nuts about Goonies. So Yeah. I love short circuit, but the house wasn't iconic, right? No. And no. the house was more thing in Goonies, but I'm not nuts about Goonies. What 80s I want to go to sitcom houses. Like that's what I'd yes. want to do. Okay, we know they weren't houses, they were sets. But yes. like I want to yes. go to those. Firstly, I want to go to the apartments in Three's company. Oh, oh, of course. Right? That's where I want to go. And you want to burst through the door? Of course I do. Of course. And stumble <laughs> down the stairs. Then <laughs> I want to go to, I've, I've been watching little bits uh, of uh, Golden Girls on Disney+. Plus. I want to go to that place. Dory, you know what? Like, yes. it definitely has an old lady smell. Like, all respect to old ladies, but you got to smell, right? It definitely <laughs> has old lady smell. The but, smell of talcum powder. Okay, cool. That's fine. We'll use that. And what's it masking? That's for you to, you know, use your imagination. But watching that place, okay, firstly, like the decor, palm tree deluxe wallpaper. But that place is in Florida. It definitely has sea view. That is a beautiful place. Okay, so so get on that. Uh, Who else? Who's the boss house? I definitely want to go to that house. Connecticut. That's pretty cool. That's cool. We'll be clean. 
It will be a clean house. Yep. Tony Danza did all the work there. Where else do we want to go? Uh, 80s Dude, house. where do I want to go? Come on, where do I want to go? You should know this. A, a movie house. Yes. From dangerous, dangerous people. Uh, is that is it? Is it dangerous people? Bet Midland, Danny Ruthless Davidson. people. You're ruthless. S- people. I know you know it. Ruthless the people. Ruthless the people ruthless people. House. people. Yes. But it has to have the, the furniture from yeah. from ruthless people. It ha- that, uh, that's that a good. House. That's a good eighties movie house. Any house from Miami Vice. Oh. Any house. Especially the drug lords' houses. Those were always oh. extravagant. <laughs> that's a good house. Magnum, uh, mm-hmm. not Magnum. Um, the guy. Magnum's in, cool. Magnum's boss. Oh, you know him. Magnum yes, had a Higgins. cool house. Higgins. Magnum had a cool place. Hawaii. He did. He did. Magnum yeah. had a cool place. Magnum's house. Um, I'm not so much into like family ties or family matters or any of those houses. They just nah, like. Yeah, they were kind of boring. No. Stay, same old, same old. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Silver Spoons. <gasps> yes, that was opulent. Because I was thinking like a dynasty house. Yes. I'd love to go to one of the Dallas ranches. South Fork. Oh. oh God. <laughs> the penthouse apartment from Dynasty. Yes. It didn't Alexis yes. stay? Alexis, was it yes. her? Yes. I think it was Alexis. That's yes. the one we want to go to. So that's. Oh, and the red, white, and black apartment from, was it Loving or whatever the soap opera was that had the red, white, and black that I loved so much. Oh, my God. Just just name any 80s room ever. I saw something the other day. Mm. I've, I, I need to get hold of him, actually, because he posted on his uh, Facebook story, Kaya Records, uh, which is a, a record store down in Durban. Uh, he has mm. got an Obama stuff from him, right? He put on his Facebook story the soundtrack on vinyl. Mnet released the loving soundtrack <laughs> that you could buy. Oh. <laughs> but you know that that cool Hall and Oates song is going to be on there because oh. it was in that pivotal scene that I've yes. described. Yes, <laughs> and so it, it, so on it, it might be a really cool soundtrack. I actually. think. Listen, just for kitsch factor, because obviously it had the loving theme song on it, which is like one of the most difficult yes. things to find online. There was Alton John yes. I saw was on there. I did see Hall and Oates. I did see Pat Benatar on it. So it doesn't make sense. Wow. But you're now talking no, like, I mean, cool. if this was stuff used in the show, like Loving had a hell of a budget to pay like rights for those artists. Mm. Yeah. So that that is that is unexpected Loving chat. <laughs> Get out the room, kids. Pretty it's Loving. Cool. <laughs> it's Loving time. Okay, let's uh, wrap up today's show with, of course, we're not going to sit here on the 9th of December and not have last Christmas-related news, right? And in a week's time, the clamor to get last Christmas to Christmas number one starts. <gasps> no, shit. Have we spoken about the last Christmas re-released by the Backstreet Boys? I don't know if we've spoken about it on the show. We've we have spoken about it. We haven't. I don't know if we've spoken about it on the okay. show. Okay. People, now listen, you got to understand, Dory and I have got a lot of Google alerts, right? So Last Christmas being one of them, I get Last Christmas, number one. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, it does happen. Adult contemporary. Hey, that's okay. That's cool. That's fine. Not by wham. The the Backstreet Boys have done a cover version of Last Christmas. It's gone to number one on Adult Contemporary. It's their first number one since the 90s. And it's a favorite to reach number one in the States. Now, we only care about the UK charts when it comes to last Christmas, but it's a favorite. Yeah. It is, it's not good. I mean, 
like, don't touch last Christmas. I didn't expect you, it to yeah. be good. Don't touch last Christmas. <laughs> it is is really bad. It, it's really, it's not great. So anyway, mm. if you are playing the game Whamageddon, um, I hope you failed miserably. <laughs> Dory sends me something great, and Dory, I'm going to hand it over to you to talk about yes. the story. Um, f- I will. Poetry Corner. This is Poetry Corner on That 80 Show with Dory. From Animaniacs, Dory's Poetry Corner. Animaniacs <laughs> fans will understand. Um, so I have a friend, Erica, who lives in the UK, and we're both very big fans of this guy named Brian Bilston who has these amazing poetry books, but they're really funny. It's not like traditional, boring poetry, although I do love most poetry. And he he's just very witty. So this week she sends me something that she found in one of his books that she managed to buy. And basically, it's a I think it's like a book of days where it, it gives you a fact from each day of the year. And so it says 3rd of December – and talks about the heart transplant that um, Dr. Christian Barnard performed in South Africa in 1967 on the 3rd of December. Kind of gives the basic story about that. I mean, most people know that story. I'm not going to rehash it. But then he says, in another twist of fate, Wham released their enduring festive classic, Last Christmas, on this day in 1984. So basically, Last Christmas came out on the same day as the heart transplant was happening. So Brian, in his brain, puts this together and says, last Christmas with organ accompaniment. Right. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, and the very next day, I gave someone else my pancreas and small intestine. (laughs) This year, I'll donate my cornea. I'll give it to someone special, and in brackets, special. It's amazing. Well played. (laughs) Thank you, Erica, who is well, a listener of our show and a fan and a friend. Thank you, Erica, for always thinking of me when you see anything where I'm related. Do you, do you so, know, I love that. I love that about our friends and, <laughs> and uh, is that people send me, send go, saw this, thought of you. It's like, you know, I love the fact that people exactly. see George Michael and the first thing they think of is me. Like, I, I, I love that. <laughs> Mission accomplished. It makes me so happy that... <laughs> I make you think, George Michael makes you think of me and vice versa. I love it. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> oh, so this has been that 80 show. We do have some Christmas plans for some shows, but Dory and I are not very organized people. You must know. No, we are, Dory. We are organized, but in our ways. Like we've, we're in our ways. We get shit done, but in our ways. So we're trying to um, work out a schedule, what we're doing for uh, Christmas shows, because obviously I think uh, the live shows on Cliff Central take a break from next week, don't they? I assume. Uh, week after. Okay. Week after, okay. after the 23rd. Okay, because next Friday is a holiday in South Africa, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. is. Okay. But we will still have a we, show. We will be doing we will a show. We will have a fresh show. We will be doing a show. <laughs> yes. And as is tradition, as we've been doing for years and years and years, we will have extra long, at least a Christmas and extra long one New Year's show. So we will be doing something that if you want to just With make lots of music, lots of music, 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 music. So, so, so which keep, we don't have lately. So, yes. no. so keep an eye out for that. Obviously, if you listen on the podcast, you don't get the music, but you can listen on Cliff Central. Follow us that 80 show SA on Facebook for the details. Um, and just before I finish off, I want to finish on a meme. Now, Dory and I have been doing this show for a long time, right? Uh, 
this in various formats. And I found a meme the other day of Marty McFly and Doc Brown that said, what if we go back to 2012 and start a podcast? And that's exactly when we started our podcast, Dory, 2012. <laughs> 10 right? years ago. Right. We've been doing this podcast as long as the 80s. <laughs> that's crazy. And so it shall continue because we are never running out of content no. or songs no. or any of it. Any of it. Every, time, every time a Kevin Bacon appears in a movie, we will get our little <laughs> 80s wings and put it in the show. Uh, this is that 80s show. Ooh. That 80s oh, wait, wait, oh, wait. Before yes. you go, before Ooh, no, you go no. can we talk Cancel. about the fact Cancel. that Tom Cruise is in South Africa? Right. And I that I was at the that. same place that he was at and did not see him. Johannes I mean, he might have been there a little bit after me. Johannesburg Country Club, right? He was at the Killani Country, Country Club. He was at the Killani Country Club on Tuesday. And what happened was, it was my kids' prize giving at school. Oh, and they did very well. So we wanted to go out for a little bit yes. of a celebratory brunch afterwards. And we decided, I don't know if you know this, but the Killani Country Club has a fantastic restaurant called La Vie and Rose. And yes. so we're like, let's yeah. Ooh, go to La Vie and Rose because yes. this is a special occasion. That's a fancy, and special place. And we went place. there. Very fancy special place. And we went there and we had a lovely brunch and then we came home and now it appears that Tom Cruise was there that day. <laughs> it's nah. like, what? Although I'm thinking, what if, I mean, would I have recognized him? Or would I have just thought, that dude looks a bit like an old Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> no, you would have gone, that guy looks exactly like, well, that's weird. Because it's like, he's not here, there's no helicopter, because you know what he does. And I was like, how funny because that's no, exactly I mean, what there are do. posters there are po there, i mean there are photos on instagram and he doesn't look he, he looks like a random dude in the yeah. photos yeah. In, in fact at first i was like really was this really tom cruise was this not just a guy like taking the mickey out of all these poor girls who wanted to have photos of them like i know this is really him because <laughs> kalani country club you know a dude with a hairpiece and lots of botox it's kind of prerequisite for entry. You know, <laughs> you know? I mean, I literally saw five of them on the way to the restaurant. So who knows? They go for the Tom Cruise but package. I, I honestly don't know how I would have reacted. I think I would have probably been very excited and wanted a photo. But he, he yeah. was a Scientologist. So oh, you got uh, look, you, been, you know. Yeah, but he's also he's also Maverick. I mean, he's also Tom Cruise. I know he's Tom also Tom Cruise. Cruise. Also, I know friggin' Tom Cruise. You know, I mean, maybe we could like rub his eightiesness on us. Ew, <laughs> sound a bit in my <laughs> on head. That note, I'm done. <laughs> I am done. Oh, sorry that I sorry that I ended you off there, Dory. Um, <laughs> is there anything worth remembering and taking away from the show? I think what I learned from this show is stuff I learned without your help, which was about Gloria Stein's uh, stint at the Bunny Club, which uh, I learned for this show. Okay. But yes, I did learn about the, the Fatal Attraction reboot, which I did not know. Lots and lots of bunny stuff. From, lots of bunny things. A lot of bunny yeah. stuff. A lot of bunny stuff. Get mm -hmm. down that rabbit hole, that Eddie show. Essay on Facebook. Thanks for joining me, Dory. Goodbye. Bye.